Hello, and welcome to another episode of Corbell Career Cast. Today, we have the pleasure of having Kaylee Payne, who is with MSI, and Gabrielle Reimer, who is a very recent international studies graduate, um, here to talk about MSI. So without further ado, I will let Kaylee and Gabrielle take it. Great. Thank you for that introduction. Uh, so Kylie, um, I know Mira already kind of introduced you, you're working with MSI, but just wondering if you can do a little bit more of an introduction with um, the year you graduated from Corbell, what you studied, and, and kind of where you are now and, and your current position. Sure, of course. Uh, so my name is Kylie Payne. I graduated from Corbell in 2010. I was a studies major as well, Gabrielle, and I had a concentration in Middle East studies and policy analysis. Um, so sort of a little bit of everything. Um, and I currently work at MSI Management Systems International, which is a subsidiary of Tetradec. And I serve there as the director of business development. Awesome. Okay. Uh, I always love to hear the studies majors. I mean, there are program. Um, it's so flexible that it's fun to hear where, where different people have gone from that. Um, so yeah. And, and, and so when you say um, a subsidiary of Tetra Tech, can you explain a little bit more about how that works and maybe the give more of an overview of, of the overall company's mission and how that fits in with Tetra Tech and um, and some of those key areas that, that you're working on? Yeah, absolutely. So Tetratech is a really big company. There's uh, about 27,000 different uh, associates within Tetratech, and they are spread out across what we call operating units. So about 46 different operating units, um, although that number sort of changes from day to day because Tetratech is a company that, that grows by acquisition. Hmm. Um, and uh, MSI is one of those operating units. So MSI is, is wholly owned by Tetratech. And what that means is that we operate sort of within this, this broader structure of companies. We work on Tetra Tech systems. We're governed by um, Tetra Tech shareholders, um, but we have sort of a distinct uh, leadership structure within the operating unit and a distinct purpose. And so within Tetra Tech, there are six different companies that work specifically on global development. Uh, broadly, Tetra Tech is sort of more, of, more focused on uh, water engineering, um, and they have a variety of, of uh, domestic clients, and that's sort of how they built, built up over the years. But MSI uh, and these other five companies are, are sort of the de development arm of Tetra Tech. So MSI has been around for uh, about 43 years, um, got started in 1981, and Larry Cooley, uh, our president emeritus, um, sort of got together with a group of his, his pals and colleagues and decided he was going to form a consulting firm. And so they just started right up. Um, they were initially located on just a couple of houseboats in the Potomac, which is always sort of yeah. a fun and interesting fact about MSI history I like to share. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and that's still really a, a sort of a, a huge part of, of who we are today. If you come to the MSI office, you'll see uh, that sort of like nautical history in the office's decor. Um, so basically, Larry and his friends started this uh, client consulting service, and it was focused on, you know, strategy development, on 
monitoring, evaluation, and learning, or MEL, on program design, um, and it really took off, and particular in that MEL field. So MSI um, quickly became the U.S. government's, one of the U.S. Agency for International Development, or USAID's, primary MEL partners. Um, and that's really been a, a real core part of, of who we are. And we're still probably the biggest purveyor of MEL services to USAID. And we currently have about 19 MEL support contracts. Uh, um, awesome. Yeah, it's a lot. It's we're really good at MEL. Um, uh, we also started doing other work uh, probably about 25 years ago. We started doing more field implementation work. Um, and today we work in just about every corner of the globe in a variety of different sectors. Our primary client is still USAID, but now we do um, leadership and organizational development work. We do education work, strategic communications, uh, and a large chunk of our work is focused on sort of democracy and governance. Um, so public financial management, anti-corruption work, rule of law work, um, as well as peace building and stabilization work. So we sort of run the gamut, um, similar to other sort of large USAID firms that you may have heard of, like. Uh, Comonix or DAI or Abt Associates or RTI. Yeah, absolutely. No, and it's kind of neat to hear, you know, running the gamut here at Corbell. Those are some of our major pillars as well. It's kind of how they all work together. So it's it's neat to hear that MSI is kind of incorporating all of those as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it fits with a, a studies matrix, right? Where um, uh, do we, we do a little bit of everything. We're jacks of all trades. Exactly. Exactly. I like that. <laughs> um, so, so kind of going with, a, I really appreciate the, the history and the background on MSI. Uh, what do you personally like most about working for MSI? Um, how long have you been there? And, and, you know, what would you say sets MSI apart from some of those other competitors that, that you mentioned? Oh, great question. So I've been with MSI for almost six years now, not quite six years. Um, and I, it's a great question, but it's an easy question for me to answer. I get it a lot and I always say the same thing. Uh, for me, the thing that sets MSI apart is the people that I work with. Mm -hmm. um, I'm surrounded by just really smart, competent, collaborative, collegial, friendly people who are really focused on deploying these services, of course, for our clients, but really for, you know, for the, the people that we serve in, in countries around the world. Um, and it's really exciting to get to work with such wonderful and smart people every day. Um, and not only are they they smart and good at their jobs, but they're also the kind of people that you don't mind grabbing a beer with after work. And uh, that's also very important to me. And then I always say the second best thing about MSI is the view. So if you if you do get to go to MSI's offices, the view is just incredible. Mm -hmm. Overlooks the tidal basin and, and you can see for miles and miles. Awesome. Yep. Um, but I mean, again, it's it's amazing how closely these things are aligning with Corbell as well. I mean, granted, we don't have the coastal views. We've got the mountains instead, but <laughs> a little bit of a connection there. Exactly. That's really uh, that's critical. You have to like what you see out your window every day, right? Exactly. Exactly. 
So, so you mentioned business development, kind of curious of how you got into that, um, especially what your journey has been um, and kind of the, the process. You've said you've been at MSI for six years. So kind of what that's looked like um, since you've been there. Sure. Um, great question. I think my answer is going to be very similar to other people who have gotten into business development, which is that I really got into this field by accident. <laughs> um, I started out uh, a fresh Corbell grad in September of 2010. I started out as an intern at the National Democratic Institute, or NDI, um, where I supported project management primarily for the Asia team. So I really um, enjoyed that position. I loved um, working for the Asia team. I loved working for NDI. And I really, really wanted to get hired on full-time by the Asia team. But that was just not in the cards for me. There were no positions. It was not, it, it was just not the, the way the chips fell. Um, however, there was a full-time position available on NDI's program development team, which is what they call their business development team. And so I, I took it, and that is where I, I started to learn what business development really was, what it meant. Um, I learned the ropes of proposal development for Department of State, for different foreign bilateral aid agencies, for USAID. Um, and it just turned out that I was sort of good at it. And that the role really played to some of my strengths, which uh, might also be considered character weaknesses if you're um, asking my husband, but um, <laughs> we super, won't ask him. <laughs> yeah, don't ask, don't ask me anything. Super competitive. I have a, a relentless attention to detail and I hate losing. So those are all critical, um, critical skills for, or, or competencies for a BD professional to have. Um, and then from there, after a, maybe a five years or so at NDI, I sort of felt like I had learned the ropes. It's a very small BD team at, at NDI, so I there wasn't much room for, for growth beyond the position that I had, so I decided it was time for me to um, take my leave. I tried out a couple of other organizations, and then I landed at MSI. Um, and I've just really enjoyed it the past six years. Um, at MSI, I started as a capture manager, so focused on sort of um, how you position an organization to win any, you know, specific proposal effort. Yeah. But now I'm the director um, and I manage a team of about 17 people. Um, primarily to, you know, submit proposals. That's the day in, day out of business development. And we submit about 50 to 70 proposals a year to Department of Defense, Department of State, uh, Millennium Challenge Corporation, World Bank, of course, USAID, um, and then all sorts of other clients as they come about. Um, and I think what I've really found in my role is that it's my job to make other people better at help other people do their jobs. So um, I really support my team who are in the trenches of proposal development. They're really doing the hard work. And I try to, to make them, uh, just give them the tools and resources that they need to be the best that they can be in their roles. Um, and then I, I guess at a higher level, I do some other things. I try to make sure that we're, we're doing enough work to get by that, when we get into tougher, sticky situations, I, I might have to 
jump in and support a little bit more, do some traveling and, and meeting with clients, um, and then support sort of continuous improvement of our proposal processes and, and of, our, um, of our pipeline. So yeah, it's pretty fun. It sounds like it sounds like you've got, I mean, a full load day in and day out. <laughs> it's busy. I think any business development person will tell you that um, if you are having a slow day, that's that's never a good sign. You you always want to be sort of feeling stretched, not past your limit, but like right up to that line. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So so kind of curious going back to I know you graduated in 2010 and some of the the programs and and course offerings and things have shifted a little bit since then but but back to if you can remember back to your experience at Corbell if there were any certain classes or or skills that that you felt really prepared you for that internship at NDI and then kind of moving on from there the the next steps that that even got you to to where you are today yeah of course um Listen, I did not take this course, but every person that I have talked to that has taken this course said it is the course to take. And I had <laughs> friends that took this course, and it certainly seems like looking back, it would have been useful. And that is the project management course. Take the project management course. It's probably the best sort of glimpse into what actually working at a nonprofit or uh, an international organization working in, um, you know, international development project implementation looks like. Mm. So that is one thing that I tell people, even though I didn't take the course myself, <laughs> I'm positive that it's very helpful. Um, I did take a policy analysis class. Um, Frank Laird was the professor at the time. I'm not sure if he's still around. He is. He is indeed. Um, hello, Professor Laird. I found that to be very helpful. Um, it got me in the practice of sort of analyzing a problem from all sorts of different angles mm -hmm. and also in writing really concise analyses. So, yeah, a lot of courses you are asked to write 20 page papers and policy analysis course. I think I was asked to write three three page policy briefs and um, yeah, those are the kinds of things that people will actually end up reading sure. <laughs> once, once you get in out there into the world. And so I think it was really helpful. I also think there was a proposal writing seminar or a grant writing seminar that I took. It wasn't a full-blown course, but it was maybe um, one of those weekend courses. And, and that is helpful. I would suggest that. Okay. Okay, great. So, so you mentioned you didn't have the project management experience. That's kind of where you, you went um, after that internship, correct? Is that, did I understand that correctly? Yeah. I, uh, you mean, I, so my internship was a project management focused internship. Okay. So it yeah. would have my very first one at NDI. Sure. So it would have been helpful to have that project <laughs> management course, I'm sure. Sure. So, so aside from, from kind of that experience, I mean, obviously you said earlier that, that most folks don't choose necessarily seek out um, getting into the business development world, but for, let's say there are folks that, that are interested in that. What certain kinds of experiences um, would you encourage them to, to try to obtain in order to kind of pursue a, a career in 
um, business development, maybe in, in the development sector specifically? Yeah, I think, well, honestly, it's, whether or not you like are dreaming about a career in BD someday, which I, uh, you know, I doubt most people are, but okay. <laughs> Um, I think it is such a helpful base for whatever you decide to do next in the development space. Um, so I, 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 that might be my advice to folks. Don't overlook an entry-level job in BD. Um, it, it will give you a breadth of experience across different organizational functions. You'll work with cost and pricing teams. You'll work with operations teams. You'll work with um, uh, with executive management teams, with technical teams. You'll gain skills writing proposals and understanding different clients and different client priorities. It's just an endlessly useful experience to have on your resume. And if you end up loving it, like I did, awesome. Um, <laughs> and if you don't, this is something that I always say to folks who are looking for their first job. It's really hard to get a first job and it's really, really easy to get a second job. So get your foot in the door, take that BD job, take that entry-level project management job, use it to gain knowledge and in industry of your industry and of how different organizations in our field work. And then take that knowledge and get your second job. You don't have to stay there forever. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really helpful advice. Thank you. And so kind of don't want to take too much more of your time here, but since you are kind of the, the director there, I would imagine you have quite a bit of, of hiring experience and kind of overall knowledge of, of the field. Um, so I'm curious kind of what what trends or, or changes you've seen um, and, and any future challenges you see with uh, some of these, um, well, especially with what MSI is dealing with. Yeah, of course. Um, you flatter me, Gabrielle. <laughs> I can say one trend that I'm seeing, and I think this is a good one, is that, of course, this is not um, specific to MSI, but organizations are, are hybrid now and are becoming more flexible and more open to folks who are in different locations, who are located across the country, and that gives you access to um, a broader pool of applicants to folks you might not have hired yesterday, you can suddenly hire today. And that's awesome. Um, a lot of the members of my team, um, recruiters in particular, because that's a very mobile skill set, live in different parts of the country. And that's just fine by me. Hmm. Um, I think it, it, it can be a challenge in creating a corporate culture and trying to make sure employees remain engaged. And that's something that, that we are seeing and that we are um, actively sort of trying to mitigate against. And we, we're hiring, for example, right now, you might see an employment engagement manager on MSI's website. I was going to ask about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, so we'll see some, some folks sort of in that area, which sounds exciting and fun. And if I didn't already have a job, that would be one that <laughs> I think would be really interesting. Uh, but yeah, but I think it, it also opens the door to um, to a lot of possibilities, including for me, because I am now in Denver, so. Great, love yeah. to hear that. <laughs> 
Um, and then is there is there a, a formal internship program that the current students or future students could apply for? Is there anything you would be looking for in particular in that? Or is that something that that maybe isn't an option right now? No, we do have a formal um, intern program. It's it should be all over our careers page on our website, um, which is MSIWorldwide.com. Awesome. And I, yes, I encourage people to apply. Interns can be remote. So you can complete your internship from your apartment um, on York Street, if you would like. And um, <laughs> we do hire heavily from our intern pool. I love hiring people who have worked um, as interns. Awesome. Thank you. Well, just one last question to kind of wrap up here. Appreciate your time. Um, want to ask about if there's just any any last piece of advice that you'd give to um, our current grad students or, or any alum that are maybe looking for, for a different role or even um, some incoming incoming graduate students that we have. Um, I really gave my gold standard advice Your your first job is hard to get, but your second job is easy to get early. But the, my second, my silver standard advice is <laughs> that, um, intern, 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 take an internship, uh, paid or unpaid. Uh, although I do think there's a huge movement towards paying for almost all internships these days, which is awesome. Um, but take that internship um, because it more often than not will lead to a, 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 that first job. Okay. Don't be afraid to intern after you have a, a master's degree. I had, I had to for a little while and it turned out fine. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Well, thank you so much, Kylie, for your time and your knowledge and sharing with us. Really appreciate that. No, thank you, Gabrielle. Thank you for having me. It was, uh, it was super fun. Agreed. Well, thank you, Kylie and Gabrielle, both for your time. Tune in next time for our next Corbell Career Cast edition.